26 Stone is brought to you by NewAmsterdam.com. Imagine a world where creatives always have a key to the city. Use promo code 26STONE for 26% off your entire order. That's K-N-E-W-Amsterdam.com. NewAmsterdam.com. Welcome, citizen. I'ma set it straight, straight out the gate. I'm straight 718. You can't eliminate what I emanate. My sound's great, like every Belafonte. I got love like Ariana Grande. Beats and buzz by Andre. Wallet in the on a Friday, like O'Shea. Okay, tell me when you wanna listen. I'm in the kitchen whipping, making sauce for this chicken. It's hot in this position, standing with no air condition. I wrecked the place, demolition. I killed it, no ammunition. My mission to forget my losses and my premonitions. Divorces and bad decisions. The glasses with tunnel vision. I'm a legend in subdivisions. I spark with no ignition. Internet land, what's going on? It's your boy Bobo Boys. This is 26 Stone, the podcast for the dreamers, the creatives, the action star superheroes that have bills to pay. Um, I'm doing five star. You know, it's in California, Los Angeles area where we, we, where I do this podcast. Uh, we've been flirting with fall for a while, as far as it being a calendar event, but it didn't really start feeling like that. We had a heat wave in the middle of October with temperatures soaring to 105 degrees, and I had that uh, hoarseness I get where it gets super hot. I don't know whether that's just me, a me thing, Uh, but if it gets really hot for a long time, I lose my voice, and it was like the worst, but the temperature broke. It was actually 50 degrees overnight, definitely jacket weather, or uh, spring breaker weather, spring break, ah, windbreaker weather. I like the fact that movie Spring Breakers has ruined the word windbreakers for me. It kind of replaced it in the vocabulary, but definitely windbreaker weather, Um, but we're surviving and it's always good. So fall time is here. I know we just recently had Halloween where everyone went nuts. I actually dressed up. Uh, I'll repeat that. I actually dressed up for Halloween. Uh, Here's someone who respects cosplay, um, loves the idea of it, but doesn't really do that. Or I doesn't want to do the whole Halloween thing. I, I got out of the game fairly early. Um, but my work team of three was really adamant about doing costumes. So uh, I dug deep in my closet. Uh, I came as a cowboy. Had a little bit of a resistol hat on top. A, a plaid shirt and some boots. Which I bought when I was in Dallas. Uh, after I came back from Dallas, I was like, oh my gosh. I have to get my old cowboy boots on. And I ordered it from Amazon. Inspired by a trip from Dallas, uh, never wore them, because as soon as it came in, I was like, oh, these are the boots I wanted, uh, but where am I going to use it, and Halloween was the perfect time, which should probably tell you, hey man, sometimes you have those things that we're just saving to use for a special day, why not that special day be today, or any uh, random day, or in this case, a Tuesday office event, where we all pretended to be someone we're not. Uh, at work, people would say, hey, man, you're a cowboy or Cowboy Troy or Darius Rucker or, or just a normal farmhand. And I go, yeah, man, you know, Brooklyn's crawling with cowboys. And they chuckled. And I did, too. <laughs> 26 Stones, the show. It's your favorite podcast named after a unit of measurement. Flobito.com is a website. Check that out. 
uh, F-L-O-B-I-T-O.com. Big things happening in 2018. Uh, the blog is still going, and I'm, I'm actually in the process of laying out important beats for the next novel. Uh, I like to have it out by the end of 2018, but I also have to write it first. <laughs> so maybe a 2019 release. I kind of missed the, the high of being done with a a novel or a longer form of work. Maybe it'll be a novella. I mean, we live we live in an era now where it doesn't have to be an 80,000-word epic masterpiece. We just have to make sure it's good, no matter the length, and uh, submit it. I mean, The Telltale Heart was, what, three and a half pages, and even that is considered one of the greatest suspense stories of all time. So uh, that's definitely my next goal, is to get it down. In fact, I'll just call it mentally a novella in my head, so I don't have that big burden of, oh my gosh, I have to write a novel. You know, It isn't a half marathon, it's running four or five Ks back to back. <laughs> that gets me uh, in the motivated and um, miles uh, 9, 10, and 11, where you're just like, why did I sign up for this? Why did I give some organization money to put myself through torture so I can have a piece of metal at the end of it saying I'll put myself through torture? Uh, but if I tell myself, oh, it's actually a smaller chunk, it's a couple 5K strung together, I can definitely do it. Uh, so in conclusion, flobita.com is a website. Big things coming. Um, special shout out to those Folks over at NewAmsterdam.com, their footprint is growing by leaps and bounds. I want to thank you all for that, uh, for keeping that secret between you and I. But it maybe it's an untold secret. Tell a friend about New Amsterdam. Uh, tell a friend uh, about Flobito.com. And please, if you're in the Los Angeles area, see me live. I, um, I'm always always at Flappers Comedy in Burbank. I'm doing the, the was it, Comedy Store, the Laugh Factory in 2019. True story. I'm actually doing the Laugh Factory in Hollywood in 2019. Got the booking agreement this week. So I'll be doing comedy to at least until then. Uh, come out and support. Now, uh, all that stuff was not for you guys to tune in to me advertising what I'm doing and then saying, peace out, everybody. Good week. Uh, and this, actually, this kind of rolls into uh, today's topic, and it's about charisma. Charisma, yeah. We're talking about charisma today on 26 Stone. It's kind of spun off from an episode we had a couple weeks ago about positive affirmations and how that's super important to have them, no matter how orthodox or unorthodox you do them. Right? We touched upon some people that tell themselves, I love myself, you can do this. Or if you're Lori Hernandez, an uh, uh, Olympic gymnast, she usually tells herself, you got this before one of her routines. Uh, but for me, uh, positive affirmations were a little bit hokey, so I always had positive affirmations in my own way. I would like flex in the mirror after a shower. I would announce myself in a room like a professional wrestler. And I sat and thought about that, and I said, why is it that I gravitate towards professional wrestling? Uh, I mean, yeah, besides the fact of pop and circumstance, and, and I was raised on the stuff. I, I remember watching as early as 1993, uh, Maybe even earlier. My dad tells me when I was one year old, I, I took one of my... There was a tape in the VCR. It was actually a, a recorded... <laughs> it was a recorded ball game. It was a 1986 World Series uh, Game 6. Uh, for those of you who don't know, that's a very important uh, milestone in New York history. That's when uh, the Mets basically turned around their series with the Red Sox and eventually uh, won that series in seven games. Uh, also known as the infamous uh, Billy Bruckner game uh, where... Um, uh, easy for a plate at first was bungled through Billy Barker's legs, uh, causing us to actually win that game. Well, the story goes, when I was one year old, because uh, how old I was in 86, I recorded professional wrestling over a taped <laughs> copy of that game. And my dad was so shocked, 
horrified and embarrassed. He hid the tape for months uh, until my godfather, whose tape it was, asked for it. My dad was like, ah. <laughs> and my godfather, man, rest in peace, uh, cancer does suck, uh, was always the nicest guy about that. If he was mad, he never made it seem it was mad. If he held a grudge, he never showed it was a grudge. And he was the kind of godfather to spoil me every time he saw me. Here's five bucks. Go out and get some ice cream. <laughs> so it all worked out. Uh, so we're we're talking about that. So I I love wrestling and, and wrestling from day one. And I was wondering why I was gar- uh, gravitated toward the characters. You know, there's some guys who have technical prowess. There's some guys that have uh, nice catchphrases. But definitely the entrance, the posturing, the type of taunts they do, even the ring attire, is something you're drawn to. And I was like, why is that? What what makes me drawn to a professional wrestler, a performer? Because it's beyond that. It's not just wrestling. It's definitely a total package. It's definitely the pomp, the circumstance, uh, getting the crowd with you. I mean, I've been to shows where guys are just like human specimens of 12-pack abs and muscle upon muscle, and they're clapping at the audience to get them in the, in the match like, <laughs> and nothing happens. And there's some guys who you may look at them and say, well, he doesn't even look athletic and built. But they'll come out and everyone sings his theme song and every punch is, whoa, 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 you know? Now, to save this for being a wrestling episode, the difference is charisma. Like, charisma is what allows an individual, a person, a company to create a bit of a cult of personality around them. It allows people to say, I identify with this cause, this person, this way of doing things, and it's something I see in myself. I follow you because it's something I see in myself or something I aspire to, and that's uh, something I want to appeal to. So I'm going to read the textbook definition, um, my favorite dictionary site, Merriam-Webster, um, Merriam-Webster.com, m-w.com. If you guys don't know, Noah Webster, Webster wrote the book on modern American language. Uh, the story goes he wanted to have a lexicon of words and phrases for people. And he actually simplified some of the words uh, so we could uh, um, understand it easier as American colonists. This is the reason why words like color and harbor in American English doesn't have the letter U in it, but it does in British English. Um, some some words he came up with didn't really stick. Like he spelled women, uh, W-I-M-I-N, and he spelled tongue, T-O-N-G, and we kind of rejected that. But I thought that was a pretty cool, that's the reason why we have some spelling uh, differences in, in, in between English and British, uh, British English and American English. Uh, a lot of that comes to Noah Webster. It's also the reason why we use the word letter Z in words like realized, right? Uh, so the, the textbook definition of charisma uh, from Merriam-Webster is this. Um, definition one, a personal magic of leadership arousing special popular loyalty or enthusiasm for a public figure. Um, and they give an example. Or number two, uh, a special magnetic charm or appeal. And definition two is what we think of when we say a, a charisma a little bit more. A special magnetic charm or appeal. So in the case of your favorite athlete, uh, in case of a favorite uh, artist, a drawer, a painter, it's like there's something about the way he does business. I, I like his hustle. I like his grind. I like the way I respect how he moves. Is what we use nowadays in post-postmodern parlance, right? That's what we say. Like, I, I like his vibe, man. His vibe is dope, you know? <laughs> yeah, I'm a, I don't particularly like Quentin Tarantino, but the kids I went to film school with were all about it. And it's like, oh man, he's a genius. 
He's a genius. The word genius has almost um, changed the definition for being someone that excels in a particular excellence or aptitude uh, a little bit to someone who does something uh, commonly well. You know, uh, Booker T. Washington once said, excellence is, so, is doing a common thing uh, uncommonly well, right? So doing a common thing in an uncommon way. And that's what charisma is really all about. You don't really have to be the best, but there's a kind of appeal. And, uh, and I guess the example I would use in my marketing seminars is this. Does McDonald's make the best cheeseburgers? Does Starbucks have the best coffee? Is CBS the best channel for TV shows and movies? The answer to all three is no. It isn't. I'm objectively, there isn't. There are certain shows that are better on this channel when the CBS has. Uh, people can tell me up and down uh, there's better coffee than Starbucks. I'm, I was raised on Dunkin' Donuts. For, so for me, that's where my compass lays. I drink all coffee because I'm a coffee egalitarian. But if given the option, I would probably go to a, a Dunkin' Donuts or a Tim Hortons if I'm in Canada. Or uh, Chock Full of Nuts is a coffee I buy at the store. Uh, compared to any kind of single roaster reserve or Kona or Blue Mountain, you know, I'm not really into that. You know, that's that's a charming pill I like. Or, or in the case of burgers, burgers are actually my favorite food. I can tell you up and down the differences between how a burger should be grilled. Carl's Jr. is my favorite burger. Is it the best? No. But every time I have a Carl's Jr. burger, it hits the spot. That's what I want. Uh, is chock full and that's the best coffee? People say no. People say heck no. But for me, it's that always the fact that this, this brand is so iconic. It's been so long. It always appeals to my hometown of, of Brooklyn, New York, or just even New York in general. And it has a coffee that's good enough, that's consistent, that's reliable, something I like. And it kind of gravitates toward that. So if I know objectively going to the store that chock full of nuts is not the best coffee, but I still buy anyway. I am drawn to something beyond the product. The product is important. It will always be important, but we're drawn to something else. The giant cell phone wars of the 2000s, everyone will tell you that Apple never innovates. They usually wait and see what works with other forms of phones and platforms and appropriates that. Android users are blue in the face when they say, hey, this feature's been around for three years, for four years, and Apple now has this? Are you kidding me? But though people who are just Apple fanatics, iPhone fanatics, iPod fanatics, they go, hey, look, man, I like it because it works. I like the architecture. I like the way things are laid out. There's something beyond the objective product. So I can sit here and tell you, man, practice makes perfect. I can sit here and tell you, look, it's okay. Self-doubt's important. Uh, and it's uh, very important uh, to your growth as an artist. But what ultimately gives you the fans is having your personality shine through, showing a bit of yourself and everything you do, no matter how regimented it may seem, is going to have people see the talent within. If you get hired by DC Comics to draw Batman, for example, there's obviously certain things you can and can't do. Like you have to have the cowl, you have to have the logo, uh, I'm sure there's some company-wide artistic standards of how Batman should look on the, pan on the panel. But that said, I've been to enough Comic-Cons to know that fans can say, oh man, I really love Jim Lee's line work. You know, oh man, I really love uh, this guy's fan, fan work, line work, uh, shading. I love this guy's inking. I love this guy's uh, lettering. Right? Your personality, your style, your technique will shine through and that's 
what has people latch on to you. That's what has the, your own cult of personality. That's what happens uh, in building your own charisma. I like to think to myself that I think everyone has a little bit, a fair amount, some more than others. Uh, if I'm being completely honest with myself, I think of the daily struggle. Sometimes I feel like I have zero charisma, especially when I do a comedy show and there's six people in the audience. <laughs> uh, but it's sometimes where I'm on the stage and the crowd is hot and I just do my jokes and people go nuts and I feel they're with me. Because my jokes, compared to other comics, I'm not on Chappelle's level. I'm not on Kevin Hart's level. Not to say I really want to, not to say there's in a, a, a singular level to any kind of artistic pursuit. There is no like Kevin Hart path or Chris um, Rock path, but you can tell that these guys are more famous than I. These guys uh, think of comedy differently and they have a higher clip than I. But I do feel that in the three years I've been doing it, I've been able to be more comfortable in myself to let myself shine through. I don't sit down and go, joke, joke. I got to think of a joke, set up punchline, like I do. It's more enough, this is funny. This instance is funny. Let me find out how funny that is. Or this isn't funny. How can I extract comedy out of that? And when I go on stage, because I took the time to break down of finding out and determining what's funny to me, what's not funny to me, and packaging the funny parts to something else, my personality will shine through. And the idea then is someone listens to my set and it's not like, hey man, that joke was funny. It's like, hey man, I love your delivery, I love your, your style, I love the way you, you phrase things. Where can I follow you on the internet? And I'll say flowbito.com. I'm just kidding. <laughs> so, yeah, so after all, I guess I'm blowing up the show here because we talked about logical plans for almost two years. We talked about saying, hey, look, I'm a creative and I want to do this. And the plan I need to do that requires A, B, C, X, Y, Z. But ultimately, being yourself is the engine. You can make a plan. You can have a roadmap all you want, but if your car has no engine, you ain't going nowhere. Now, I know charisma gets corrupted to being uh, a form of arrogance, uh, and it can be that way if it gets too out of hand. But ultimately, once you look inside and say, look, this is me, this is what I want to do, that's when the real fun starts. I'll take the time out for thanking you to listen to this edition of 26 Stone. 26 Stone, the podcast, available wherever fine podcasts are streamed. Uh, Stitcher, Spreaker, SoundCloud, iTunes, uh, Google Play Store. Uh, make sure you listen, comment, subscribe, uh, leave a comment over um, at flowbito.com, and I'll be sure to answer to you as quickly as I can. We're back here next week. 26 Stones, the show. Tell all your friends about it. And we're also at Twitter, at 26 Stone Show. That's right, at 26 Stone Show. And of course, until next time, please make your hometown proud. <laughs>